You're listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. Excuse me. And today I am so delighted to have Kelly Rasmussen as my guest. Kelly and I met several years ago when we were both speaking at a conference for um, police dispatchers. It was a very interesting conference. And we're going to hear more about what Kelly does with that uh, venue in a little bit. But Kelly is a master communications strategist. She is an author, a speaker, and she does executive leadership development and she's a mentor. She has over 25 years in emergency communication, which is 911, from dispatcher to director, and she has a PhD in public safety leadership. She is the CEO of Success Communications, <coughs> offering classes in team building, customer service, conflict resolution, ethics, domestic violence, suicide, and tough callers, as well as supervision and leadership. So join me in welcoming Kelly. Hey, Deb, how are you today? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. You know, the, the cool thing is, like I said, you and I met at a conference several years ago and it was, it was fascinating to me because it was, uh, in, in a lot of ways, a different use of social media, but you've been in that area for so many years. So tell us a little bit about, a little, tell us a little bit more about yourself as a 911 dispatcher. Certainly. And thank you, first of all, for having me on your show. This is uh, quite an honor for me. I don't uh, do many radio shows because my schedule is so booked solid. Um, but I, when you asked, it was nothing, uh, no hesitation, because you have been my inspiration to get better with using, you know, and improve my skills on the actual social media outlet and forum. So I follow you on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook and everywhere I can so that I can keep up with what you've learned and what you share and how productive it is for you. So big kudos to you. Thank you for that, first of all. Oh, thank you. And then for me, when I, in 911, you learn how to communicate with people through a crisis. And a lot of people, unfortunately, today are, are experiencing some sort of crisis, whether it's financial or emotional or um, it just, you know, in their lives personally and professionally. And one of the mm-hmm. things that we've done is since starting the company in 2006, our Success Communications, Inc. Um, company, we have um, branched off and we do all kinds of events now based on what we've discovered from just running a business, being an wow. entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I like to do is give out my secrets of how to become a successful business owner, entrepreneur, trainer, and speaker. Perfect. And so I'll tell you about that in a little bit. We have a lot of events coming up that we are doing just for that purpose because we, right. we want to help others. I love helping others figure out how to be successful. It's what I did on the 911 calls when I helped people be, you know, in, in dispatch, we teach people to take the 911 call and dispatch the 911 call. You, you can't be an attorney. You can't give legal advice. You can't diagnose things. You can't problem solve for people. But there is a degree of empathy and problem solving that goes on 
And so learning what I've learned from helping people strategize and, and figure out things. You know, when you tell somebody in the heat of a domestic to put down a weapon and they tell you, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to end it or end his life or end her life or what have mm-hmm. you, um, and you're sending responders in there, that can be a hot incident. And so we ask people to put down a weapon, and you have to be really good at that to be convincing and have them right. follow through. Mm-hmm. So everything I learned in, in developing our company and building relationships and networking with people is something really hinged off of what we learned in what I learned in 911. Mm-hmm. Right, because it can be, you know, as simple as, you know, in a business environment, stopping and taking that breath, walking away from the situation, you know, all of those various things. Absolutely. And, and people forget that because of the social media, the relationship that building relationship building that goes on online is is one part of it. it. But you still have to imagine and think and envision yourself as being sitting right there next to them and having some kind of eye contact. How do you Definitely. see into that person and understand their their role or their situation if you don't really see and put yourself in their place? Mm-hmm. And that's the issue that I talk about. And I think so many times on social media. We get caught up in the moment. You know, we think it's kind of a safe place to vent. And in, you know, some ways it is. But it, it also can come back and, and haunt us with some of our posts. And so it's always one of those things to really make sure that, you know, what you say online would be the same thing that you might say to somebody in person. So if you do have to stop and take a breath and step away from the keyboard, you know, that's, that's <laughs> not a, a bad thing to do. Absolutely, and and you know, one of the things I ask myself before I post anything is I look at the picture or the quote or the the text or what have you, and I say, what? And I try to imagine a couple of different people who are my my friends on Facebook, and I ask myself, what will they get out of this? Because I do have a a varied audience, as you do, as I'm sure. Um, and so it's not just public safety. There are a lot of people that go back, you know, thirty, forty years of my life who look at that and say, Kelly, thank you for inspiring me right. today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to make sure that I am inspirational and, and motivational for people who may or may not have anything to do with public safety. But my public safety audience is my niche, and they are, you know, God love them. They, they do a tough job, whether they're in dispatcher corrections or, you know, those people that are forgotten about or the ones out on the street, you know, mm-hmm. answering the call right there with the right. target on their back and being police fire and EMS. So we have a yeah. large audience, but I also like to help out the folks that are... Um, Maybe not so fortunate, you know, not employed even. Mm-hmm. A lot of people well, struggling right now. And I think that's something that's so important, you know, that you mentioned is kind of keep in mind who you're posting to. Because we're usually not connected with just somebody in our little niche. It is our family. It's our personal friends. It's, you know, all of those people. And it's funny, I had somebody one time, this was several years ago, who I probably was going a little overboard with posting too much about social media. You know, and, and this was on my personal page and she actually unfriended me and it was really funny. She did it in a very public way by posting on my page. Um, and she said that she was tired of all of the social media, um, posts and then there were several bad words included in there because that wasn't why she followed me. And you know, while that was a funny example, it is a good example of don't get too much on one thing or the other. You know, just right. like you, if you walk up to somebody at a cocktail party or the, the coffee machine at work, if you're only that one-trick pony, pretty soon people get tired of listening to you. Yeah, that's interesting. My sister-in-law did the same thing. She unfriended me or hid me because of all of my stuff about public safety. 
Oh. And uh, it, I know, but I, you know, I was glad you told me that mm-hmm. because I do. I forget to make it real, you know, right. make it relative to what mm-hmm. other people are also going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of what I find is shared, or you know, people will uh, pass on and become a little more viral. Mm-hmm. Is you know the motivational stuff, the things mm-hmm. where I've learned growing up through the ranks, both in my experience and my education is that people want to know how to get ahead. You know, they say mm-hmm. everybody wants a leader. Right. Everybody wants to follow a leader, and I know that, having had various mentors and, and leaders in my life that I look up to and follow and, and depend on. Mm-hmm. And so I try to at least show them how to set goals, how to find the right leader, how to find somebody that matches them, mm-hmm. um, because I've had some bad ones too. Uh, so I do try to make sure that my, my posts that go viral are things that people can just, you know, share with anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think one of the things that I have enjoyed most when I read your posts is that it does show that you're human. You know, when you were working on getting your PhD, there were times where you were thinking, oh, ugh. <laughs> and well, then let me, other times. Let me stop you a second because I'm not quite done. It's still that, ugh. Well, we get to celebrate, so that's going to be very cool to be able to to post that. But yeah, you know, you you were sharing sometimes that it was you know you were there was a paper that was due or a class that was just not quite right, Mm -hmm. and you know all of those things. And I think that is something that people sometimes need to do. Now we don't want to go to the extreme of "gee, my life is horrible and awful" all the time. But we do want to have those personal moments in there. You know, the I'm tired. I don't yeah. want to do this today. I saw somebody, they reposted a Snoopy cartoon today, and he was going, blah, Monday. And I thought, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, what interests me about what you do really is with the 911 operators. Um, and as I mentioned at the, the top of the hour when I introduced you, that was how you and I met. And I was fascinated at that conference that we went to on how, you know, 911 and emergency operations use social media to kind of get some things out there. And, you know, I think one of the, the things that I've seen the most of, especially on Twitter, are things like Amber Alerts. Because it's something that can go out, can be short, can be sweet, and more importantly, can be reshared and retweeted, you know, all of those various things. Yes, and remember back in your uh, Colorado days and the uh, northern states with all the, the out east and the snowstorms and the blizzards and stuff, um, a lot of the, the agencies use it for road closures, mm-hmm. um, for road conditions, um, even, you know, if it's a, a hurricane or an evacuation or a tornado. Uh, so many now are using Nixle and other programs to get the word out for their, their citizens who want to voluntarily sign up, right. whether it's an Amber Alert or a traffic alert. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I and think that's, that's important for all of our listeners to maybe go in and search out those, uh, you know, the, whether it's the police department, you know, however they have it set up in, in their own areas and sign up for those notifications, whether it's through Facebook where you like a page or, you know, you follow them on Twitter, all those various things, because it is important to get that information. And maybe it doesn't directly pertain to you, which is good, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe there is something that, that you could share. Um, I remember one time, uh, several years ago where there was an Amber Alert and I just automatically retweeted it out because, you know, I knew that information needed to get out there. And about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes later, someone I knew in Pennsylvania direct messaged it back to me and said, hey, I know you're in Colorado and you should see this information. So 
that's part of why it's so important as to who we're connected with because it is this very large sphere. It's not just your friends that are down the street. In so many ways, we are connected with people, you know, around the United States and, and around the world. Very true. And what we, we're wrangling with a little bit is the whole social media chatter of people, kids especially posting, you know, kids or people in general who post the depression or the, the bad things that are happening to them to, you know, on their Facebook page and then somebody calls their local 911, but you can't tell where their friend is from or this right. person is from. Mm-hmm. And so we have to do a lot of investigation behind the scenes now. It makes our job, a, makes the dispatcher's job a little tougher to track down the information, but that's mm-hmm. where you know, it is making a difference. Mm-hmm. People aren't so alone. They can, right. they can get help. You know, and, and I think that is the nice thing about social media is, you know, we aren't alone. You know, you can connect with people, even if it's just that you're reading their posts. But at mm-hmm. the same point, you know, we should all be in tuned to reading our friends' posts and thinking, you know, is this something that I need to step in? You know, either offer them help or make that call and say, hey, this person needs help. You know, and the worst thing that happens is they didn't need help and everybody gets embarrassed. The best thing that happens is they did need help and they got it. You bet. You bet. And I get a lot of that when I tell people in all of my seminars, all of my classes, whether it's domestic violence or team building or stress management or leadership, whatever, when I tell them, please, you know, I don't ever, ever want anybody to fail after taking the information away from our classes. So if they get, you know, they try it, they stumble, they get in a stuck spot or whatever to text me or message me, and I will get messages every single day and usually through Facebook. I tell them if they text me, they have to tell me who they are because I may not recognize the number. <laughs> right, you get a phone number, you're like, okay. <laughs> I get those I get those, and go, who is this? Mm-hmm. Um, but then if they if they message me, then they will tell me their whole story of how they took whatever message they got out of that particular seminar and they took it back home and and they've changed their life or changed their focus and now they need a little bit more help to get over a certain hurdle. Mm -hmm. And I welcome that because I don't want anybody to walk away from any of my conferences or seminars and not not be able to accomplish things or succeed because the tools we give them, I I want people to be able to win, Mm -hmm. you know, run. Right. go and accomplish all that fun stuff that they're not only capable of. It's like somebody asked me one time, Kelly, you don't know any limits, do you? And I said, well, for crying out loud, why did I put limits on myself? Right. <laughs> you know, and, and it, it's, it, you certainly want to be realistic, but you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to hold yourself back. And, and I think that's something that we've all kind of sometimes gotten used to is thinking, well, I can't, or, uh, well, you know, if if going to one of your conferences helps somebody with that, that's fabulous. So tell us where some of your upcoming, upcoming conferences are. Oh, we have so much going on. <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes I uh, am overambitious, especially trying to finish out the last parts of my uh, dissertation. Uh, we have a leadership reality adventure going on next week in Las Vegas. It's a combination of The Apprentice, um, The Amazing Race, and a little bit of Survivor. And what we do is we take leadership principles and we develop them in the classroom and then send people out in teams with a project manager to accomplish tasks in Las Vegas, whether it's on the Strip or at Green Valley or uh, various places. And it's been crazy successful, fun amusing and interesting. People say that it has changed their lives after they've gone back home. And and the the reason why I wanted to put together that conference is be, people will tell me in a in a leadership seminar, 
oh, this works for me. I've learned a lot about me. This is great. I'll go back and do it. But if they can actually live it out in something like this reality adventure, I can see it mm-hmm. and help them and modify and tweak it. And it really has gone wonderfully well. I'm, I'm very proud of that. The other thing is, in October, we're doing something brand new for the 911 people, and that is um, 911for911.com. It's a, a, a motivational, inspirational conference, purely. It's no training, no technology, no vendors, no sales jobs, you know, no sales, anything like that. It's purely just motivation and thank you. It's going to have um, inspirational stories from people who are still in the job or have something to do with the job, and they have... Uh, come through or, or overcome parts of uh, the stress and the negativity that surrounds the job. So it's meant to be a pick-me-up, and there are going to be prizes and awards and stories and just a safe place for people to come and, and experience each other and network and do that one-on-one or in a group of hundreds. So we're really looking forward to that. And then the other thing that I'm um, really proud of and, and extremely um, successful doing is the presentation mastery course in Michigan in September, the end of September and into October. It's September 30, October 1 and 2. That's the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And what we do is we, we discuss and understand and apply adult learning theory for people who want to learn how to present and master right? that presentation, whether it's a small group, one-on-one, or a large audience of hundreds. So you learn the theory and the principles in the first week, that first part. It's a phase, uh, second phase. You come back the following Thursday and Friday and have to present in a small group and present individually. Great. Well, tell us how people would find out more information about uh, your conferences. The um, main cli- or the main calendar is on successcommunicationsinc.com, and that has all of our public safety courses. And with that, it has... Like I said, the presentation mastery, which is open to anybody, not just public safety. Um, but the leadership reality adventure is, is uh, noted on there, but it is also developed out a little bit more on our krrproductions.com website. That's my own website where it is purely leadership-oriented. Mm-hmm. And so that is more where you can find me hanging out, talking about leadership principles and leadership development. So the Leadership Reality Adventure and All Things Leadership is on krrproductions.com. If it's public safety oriented, that's our Success Communications, Inc. site. Because that's been around since 2006 and everybody knows that. People have been finding me on Twitter more and more on my uh, Twitter handle, at 911coach. And I chose that a long time ago and it stuck (laughs) with me. Very good, very good. Well, you know... What it, it interests me to know how you got from being a nine one one operator to what you're doing now. How did that process kind of evolve? <laughs> Luck, fate, um, hard work. <laughs> um, you know, I do fall into things, and people say you're the luckiest person I know, and it's because I'm open. I right. think you have to be willing to take risks, and mm-hmm. that's how I fell into the job. The job was, uh, I applied for a corrections officer job to follow the dispatcher that was filled, and they asked if I wanted to dispatch. And they said, do you know what a 911 dispatcher does? And at the time, it wasn't 911. I said, no. I, and they said, would you like to do it? I said, sure. Mm-hmm. So the sheriff uh, really got me on my start for uh, an incredible journey. And I always said to everybody in the, in the industry, that when I grow up, I want to be a director. 
Mm-hmm. It took me 17 years of actually dispatching calls, taking calls, being a dispatcher and a supervisor. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to school to get my degree. And so while I was working shift work, I got my degrees. I, I finished my associates, got my bachelor's, my master's. And uh, I, I wanted to move up, and I knew that I had to do extra to stand out. So I mm-hmm. did, and I got um, the assistant director job and then moved on. I had to go to a different center, and then I became a director. And as a director, I found there wasn't really enough adequate professional, efficient, thorough training for dispatch operations. Mm, mm-hmm. So we developed, my partner and I developed this company in 06, and she said, you can't do both jobs. You have to either leave being a director, a secure paycheck with benefits. <laughs> Yikes. And, uh, <clears throat> right? Yeah, I know. She said she sounded like an infomercial. She <laughs> said, if you leave that job and do this full time, you only have to work, you know, twice a week. You know, she did this whole spiel, and I went, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But we just able, if you have a crutch or you have a, you know, people, I insist that you have a plan B. Mm-hmm. We've always had a plan B, but we don't have, we don't plan on failing. Right. And so when we started the company in 06 and I walked away in 07, not only did I start this company, uh, we, I, I was the CEO, she did all of, we created all the classes, all the seminars, we've done everything, just the two of us. So mm-hmm. social media for us has been a challenge because we have to keep up on numerous angles, not only in the curriculum and the, the uh, running a business, but training others to help us uh, teach it and then also doing all of the stuff behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's been a little taxing as of late, but that's because we're trying to find our rhythm with mm-hmm. which outlets work best for right. us. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, which ones do you find really do work the best for you and why? <laughs> I and I know that, that can vary phase. from day to day. <laughs> yeah, we are still in that phase because I've, I've learned a lot with my personal Facebook page, and that's Kelly R. Rasmussen. And uh, when you put that dot in there, it does throw people off. But I do that because of the PhD thing. You you want to make sure that nobody mistakes you for another Kelly Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for the uh, success page, I wasn't doing much with it, but posting classes, kind of like what you said when you're, you're that one-trick pony putting too much on there, and I said, how do I get people to pay attention to what else we do and what we offer? Because, like I said, I get these kudos and testimonials every day saying, thank you for your class. You you saved my marriage. You saved my life. You saved my job. You know, all this stuff. And I don't have, um, I'm, I'm not hearing and seeing that viral effect that I'm mm-hmm. wishing for. And uh, somebody said to me, well, Kelly, make it about us. And I'm like, duh, that's what I do with the classes. But. You know, it just takes somebody kind of sometimes to bop you over the head to remind you that the thing that you do in person you can do on the on the social side of things. So I started doing that, and we've we've increased uh, our viral and our reaches. Our what do you call it? The virality. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be virality. 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 I don't know. And and your uh, reaches. We've increased that eighty steadily, eighty some percent each week now because nice. I'm I'm making it more about them. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm learning what I did on my personal page applies over to the the business page as well the company page, and it helps that we are talking more and more about this new movie coming out on Friday called The Call with Halle Berry, mm-hmm. and uh, my book is called Call Nine One One, True Stories from My Life as an Emergency Dispatcher, and it's available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and you know on all of the uh, major distribu- distribution companies, mm-hmm. but it's uh, my life in dispatch, how I, you know, stories about the calls that you receive. And so we're all, everybody in the 911 industry is interested in this Halle Berry movie. 
you know, saying, is it going to be real? Is it going to be accurate? Is it going to be, you know, do us justice? Well, and if I'm remembering from the the promos, she is a dispatcher who takes a personal interest in a caller. Is that how that kind of evolves? Yeah, you know, and in real life, that's not, you you can't really do that. So there are a lot of skeptics, of course, in the Mm -hmm. industry going, yeah, right. Yeah, you can't um, run out and, and go save the day. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's true. But I would be remiss if I didn't say honestly that in my own experience of my life, I've I've reached out to people outside of answering the call. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is as a friend still to this day, almost 25 years later. And, um, and it was just curiosity, just natural instinct to say, mm-hmm. are you okay? Right. Um, so... We'll you know, and, and I think for a 911 dispatcher, the, the best ones have the most empathy, you know, and, 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 and they're also extremely intelligent. Uh, one of the stories that I remember hearing from the um, conference when I, when you and I were there was, you know, this dispatcher was saying that, you know, she got a 911 call and the, the woman on the other end uh, said, hello, I'm calling to order a pizza. And the dispatcher said, ma'am, You've dialed the wrong number. You have dialed 911. And the woman said, oh, yes, I know that. I'm calling to order a pizza. My husband is here, and he wants some pizza. And immediately that dispatcher picked up on the fact that there was a problem. And Mm -hmm. so she was able to talk to the woman and determine, you know, under the guise of delivering pizza, that the woman's husband was there and he was uh, assaulting her. So, you know, it was, it was a, a fairly lengthy call and, and I remember hearing this and I was just amazed that this person, you know, that the 911 dispatcher picked up on the fact that there was a problem and they were able to get somebody there. And of course, what happened when the, the police went was they said, pizza delivery. And, you know, and, and, but it worked out perfect because, you know, the, the woman was able to get someone to help her without further jeopardizing her situation. And to me, that was just astounding. You do feel it. And I, I tried to discuss that with another um, PhD candidate. And she said, what is it? How do you know that? And, and just as you were describing it, the hair on the back of my neck kind of stood up. And I went, okay, that's the, the way that people say things, their, their syntax and their mm-hmm. tone and their, their delivery, their diction, it, it's very purposeful. Mm-hmm. And so dispatchers have to be in tune with that and understand that something's not right. Right. You know, and, and unfortunately we hear these stories about how, you know, somebody doesn't feel that they got waited on fast enough at the drive through so they call 911. But, you know, and, 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 you know, obviously those things happen, but they're still handled very professionally, I think is, is probably the, the best way to put it. I hope so. And, and truly, you know, 99.9% of the time that is the way it is. Mm-hmm. But it is, uh, the job is very negative. It's, it's incredibly, increasingly harder and harder. And like we're talking, we're teaching in the beginning dispatch classes, the courses that we hold. They're a 40 hour week of intense training on how to become a 911 dispatcher. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the folks in those classes, when we talk technology, I ask them, are they ready to see video of a transmission of a crime in progress? And, uh, they all poo poo the idea. They've done that for six years. I told them for six and a half years, you're going to mm-hmm. get video. You're going to get text, and, and text is being delivered in some places now. Right. And it's uh, we're still trying to work out the uh, logistics of that in a, in a national standard mm-hmm. forum. But uh, when the videos come, I mean, it's just a matter of time. How right. And the, the bosses have to decide whether or not 
And this is where the leadership principles come in, whether or not they, their dispatchers can handle it. Do they have the coping resources, the coping mm-hmm. mechanisms? Do they need to be exposed to that kind of trauma um, as it is ongoing? Because mm-hmm. you can right. imagine what kind of things would be called in. You know, and, and obviously there are things that somebody shouldn't be calling 911 for, but you know, there are also other ones where it's, it's a great learning experience. I saw this just on uh, social media last week, I believe it was on a Facebook post, where a kid, he was, you know, eight or nine years old, his mom had made him go to bed early because, you know, he had misbehaved or something, and so he called 911. Well, they, you know, immediately figured out that there really wasn't a, a situation, but it was the policy that no matter what, and, you know, this is 100% understandable, an officer still had to respond, you know, which is, mm-hmm. you know, and and the officer then took the time to explain to the young man why what he did was not appropriate in calling 911, and that his mother really wasn't, you know, doing something bad by sending him to bed early. And I just, I, I thought, you know, and, and the mom fully supported it, you know, she... Let the officer talk to the, the little boy as long as he wanted to, you know, all these various things. And I just thought that was a cool story about how, you know, she could have just punished the little guy, but instead they turned it into a learning experience. Absolutely. And if there's time, you know, some agencies can afford that and use that right. and the other resources. And if they can, that's what we always, you know, right. you love to see that come out that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and obviously there wasn't, you know, something that was a more emergency matter that, that the officer needed to respond to. And so he was able to, to take the time with that little guy and just really tell him some good things. And, and it sounded like it, you know, it, it really was a, a good situation. That's good. I remember having a, a call from a kid that wasn't so fun. And uh, he called me names and blue raspberries. and. Ooh. I, uh, I put out the broadcast to ask one of my officers, any of my officers that might be in the area of the junior high, and one of my officers piped up and says, I'm in the hallway, what do you need? And I said, well, <laughs> this such and such location of a pay phone or a, a right. cell phone at this, this location, he went running down the hall and tackled mm-hmm. this kid. Mm-hmm. So the kid got taken before the judge and actually was ordered to come in and apologize to me. Ah, good, and it good, was, good. It was good. It was really interesting. I, and of course, he's embarrassed to, you know, <laughs> to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. But I made it a learning example for him and said, please tell your friends if you tie up a 911 line like that, there might be somebody having a heart attack that can't get through. You only have, mm-hmm. We only have so many 911 trunks and I right. was showing him the equipment. Mm-hmm. So it became an educational process and you, you always want to do that. You want to err on the side of helping people understand the job. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping right. this movie does this as well. Right. Well, let's talk more about the movie. And uh, you know, when we come back, we're at the, the bottom of the hour, so let's talk more about that. And I want to talk more about how you know we can really use social media as a way to reach out to people, whether it's our friends, whether it's our business associates, to to provide them with support um, when we come back. So let's talk about that when okay. we're when we're back. Good.
Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Or working harder than ever but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our information, you can lead a happier life, work from home, and start earning great money fast. I was a, a traditional business owner, and our business was affected greatly by the economy, so we were looking for another income stream. It allowed me to actually walk away from a 16-year career and part owner in a traditional business just after eight months. Go to freedom1000.com, get out of the rat race, work from home, and start earning great money fast. I'm a single mom. Before this business, I was over $90,000 in credit card debt alone, and now we go to Disneyland, Disney World. We've been on vacations to Hawaii. I never could have done that before this business. Go to freedom1000.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 1000.com, freedom1000.com, and start earning great money fast. Honestly, I don't feel great about my mom living alone. She's growing older and weaker every day. That's reality when you're in your 70s. But remaining independent is important to her, and I get that. That's why I chose Medical Guardian to ensure her safety. If she falls and can't reach the phone, if there's a fire, or if someone breaks in, she presses one button, help comes rushing, and I am contacted. Accidents and emergencies really do happen. I refuse to risk her safety, and I feel good about choosing Medical Guardian. After all, she's my mom. Protect your parent and give yourself peace of mind. Call 800-545-3070 for a free brochure. Medical Guardian has no activation fees, equipment costs, or long-term contracts. Be one of the first 50 callers to find out how you can get a free month of service. That's Medical Guardian at 800-545-3070. Ask how you can get a free month of service. 800-545-3070. That's 800-545-3070. For being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant And we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. But today we're kind of taking a, a different uh, tactic, as one might say, on what we're talking about because we're talking with Kelly Rasmussen, who started as a 911 dispatcher, worked her way up the ranks, so to speak, and is now a great mentor. She's an author. She has her own business that works with people. Um, she can help organizations become less negative, more cohesive as a team, and able to combat liability issues such as hostile work environments. So welcome back, Kelly. Thank you, Deb. Great. First of all, tell us again how we con- uh, how we connect with you online. Well, my uh, website is successcommunicationsinc.com, and we make it long on purpose so people can remember it. <laughs> we also Perfect. have uh, KR. KRRproductions.com, mm-hmm. so they can email me, Kelly, at either one of those. Perfect. I'm also on Twitter with um, at 911coach, and you can find me on uh, WordPress. My blog is out there, Kelly R. Rasmussen, mm-hmm. as well as LinkedIn. So if you Google my name, odds are you'll find me anywhere. <laughs> and it is Great. Rasmussen with uh, one S in the beginning and two S's at the uh, second part. So Perfect. Um, Kelly R. Rasmussen. I love helping people. When I answered the call for 911, mm-hmm. I helped people by saving lives. Now I help people by changing their lives if 
they so desire, if they are inclined. Very good, very good. Well, you know, it was interesting. I was listening to the commercials during the break, and one was on, you know, helping, say, elderly parents, things like that. And I think that we can also use social media to look at uh, things when our friends might be needing help. You know, a perfect example would be if you know somebody who always posts, you know, maybe they are older, you know, in their 80s and 90s. I was working with somebody last week who is 96. Um, you know, so maybe they're online and they post every day and all of a sudden they don't. You know, that might be a reason to reach out, to contact them, to see if somebody else can contact them, because maybe there is a problem there. You know, curiously enough, a lot of a lot of the uh, older generation, and and I just have seen this through friends of of parents, they don't understand. And so, my parents, as an example, have been on uh, Skype with me daily mm-hmm. or weekly at least. Mm-hmm. They text me, they email, and of course, mm-hmm. they get bombarded with um, numerous uh, messages from my brothers from different forums. So it's very difficult for them to keep up. They have mm-hmm. to either sign in here, sign in there, receive right. this, text back, watch their text message numbers. Um, so my mom has done a really great job in trying to keep up and keep a handle on things, but when she's overwhelmed, she tends to shut down. So I got a curious email the other day that said, I've deleted my Facebook account. I don't believe in it anymore, so I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to have a talk about... Uh-huh. What uh, what that meant, and she asked me, can somebody hack into my account and unfriend mm-hmm. people? And I said, well, Mom, I don't think that they really need, you know, that anybody would spend time uh, going into your account to unfriend your friends. Right. They might do something else there, but not unfriending. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how to um, explain that to her. And her choice, I mean, her choice is very profound. She says, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't have time for that. Anyhow, it's, it's too addictive, and I wind up wasting too much time on there. Mm-hmm. So she says, if you want to contact me, call me, email me, or text me. So she's, you know, in truth, she's limiting, and she's dealing with my dad with a really, you know, sad situation right mm-hmm. now where he's, well, it's it's a sad situation, but they're making the darn best of it by mm-hmm. uh, dealing with um, um, cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's got a full plate, and so does he on, on his mm-hmm. recovery. So being immersed in or enmeshed in the Facebook stuff, and, and, and you know, once you're interested in something, mm-hmm. it's amazing how many people can bombard you with like this, like that, see this, right. see that, and mm-hmm. take you on tangents. And I think for them it became so overwhelming that they mm-hmm. said, you know, let's just, and they just want to talk to the kids and their, their friends and family. So they don't mm-hmm. want to, and they love doing Skype for that because my dad has hearing aids and phones are oh. always a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he loves to Skype and you don't even have to show your face. I tell him, Dad, I'm in my pajamas today. He <laughs> said, that's fine, my hair is all messed up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll just audio you know, yes. right. but it is a, a learning curve for them, and yet sometimes mm-hmm. they can feel very overwhelmed. You know, and, and I think you bring up a, a very good point that we can all feel overwhelmed. You know, and, and whether it's that you're using social media for business or, or just for fun or a combination, you know, if it really does start to not be fun, then you shouldn't be using it. You know, even if it is for business. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've had business owners that have told me. <sighs> I have to go do yeah. my Facebook posts. Well, that carries through. You know, now we can't always be happy, happy, cheerful, cheerful, but if it really is a grind, then don't do it. Um, it's you know, great, and, yeah. and, and I know that, you know, I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot when I tell people to do that, but <laughs> really, you know, we see posts like that all the time, especially from businesses where you can tell their passion isn't in it that day. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah, and it's when just, people start, yeah. yeah, when they start posting and just, 
you know, junk that they've mm-hmm. looked at or came across their email or their, right. their Facebook page that day. I don't, yeah, I, I, I have to limit myself. So I set a time frame and I, I'm, mm-hmm. when, as soon as I'm up, people know that I'm up and it's a, a West Coast thing because they, <laughs> they, they know that on the East Coast they're getting my stuff about 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Kelly's going to be hitting the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I, I am up and I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm I'm making things happen, and I'm connecting with people and checking those mm-hmm. those messages, saying, "Hey, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Can you give me more of this or more instruction?" So I'm using my Facebook um, as the company, and mm-hmm. then I'm also checking on my friends and family on this on the personal side. But then I get back out of it, and I actually right. have to log off. If people find me mm-hmm. on, they'll message me for mm-hmm. you know however long. So I have to log right out of it, and then go into uh, my other stuff that I that I'm putting mm-hmm. together. So if I find something in the course of my research and building classes and, and getting ready for other training coming up or keynote speeches or whatever, then I'll post something about that. But it's a quick in and, and out. I don't mm-hmm. do – I can't sit there and surf it because it's like learning the Internet all over again and, and you can get really, you know, going out to the web and being lost for hours. Like my mom said, it's just too overwhelming. So mm-hmm. you I have to put a time frame on for me. And that's probably the best tip that we can give for people is, you know, turn it off. Now, you know, people always ask me how many days, how many hours a day do I spend online? Well, you know, I, I have it on all the time. If I have to focus, it gets turned off. I am the kid with bright, shiny objects where I want to click all the links and go here and then pretty something. Oh, I just lost yeah. two hours. You know, and, and so as if you're, especially if you're using the tool for business, you know, you really do need to watch that time frame. You know, if it's that you spend 15 minutes, then you spend 15 minutes. You really can use social media successfully in just 15, 20 minutes a day. You know, don't think, oh, I have to go on for an hour and I have to do this and I have to do that and then I have to look at the high school pictures. That, you know, all those very things. No, you know, just just well, set it. One of the things, yeah, absolutely. Setting that time frame, it it can be a full time job just mm-hmm. doing that. And I right. told my my county commissioners when I was a nine one one director, I said there will come a day when I'm going to ask you for three more employees. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, but you won't see my call volume increase. And they said, well, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I said it'll be a different type of call volume where they have to concentrate on the computer, you know, scanning Facebook, checking mm-hmm. Twitter, checking mm-hmm. events, putting out right. marketing or not marketing but um, announcements. Mm-hmm. And um, so I said you're going to need to recognize the the attention that that takes, mm-hmm. and it's something that I don't want them doing while they're on a 911 line. I don't mm-hmm. want them doing both because it is right. such a intense focus mm-hmm. on either side of that. So I I said I will need more employees, even though the call volume may or may not support that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. we'll, see. well, and and you mentioned monitoring the the various sites. That is where news breaks. You know, I, I find it very interesting that people will pick up their phone and they will tweet or they will post a picture or they will take a video of the tornado, the you know, the, the 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 shooting, the whatever before they call nine one one, and so to monitor those is absolutely critical anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's. Why, if um, anybody, public safety included, are really doing their job as far as full-time promoting and marketing and running their agency, they need to be in touch with their social counterparts. How are they getting out to their citizens, whether it's a missing child, missing person with Alzheimer's or, you know, someone with autism? And, you know, if they're trying to find people, find um, folks or animals or just making that connection to your Mm -hmm. citizens, Public safety now is is so broad of a definition, right? And it is it encompasses so many things because 
people don't know who else to call, and, and we want 911 to still be that main number. We want people to remember us and support us and call us mm-hmm. for the right things and right. in the right order. <laughs> you know, and, and it is a way, you know, we mentioned it before, to get so much information out there. You know, so mm-hmm. maybe you're sending out <clears throat> information that the fire department is having a, a program where they're going to install the child safety seats. Or you are, mm-hmm. you know, you have a, a person who has Alzheimer's who is lost. The important thing is you put it out there because then it can be shared by everybody else. You know, I was amazed when I went onto Facebook today that some of my friends here in Atlanta were posting about people, about a, a missing person in Colorado. You know, it, it's that whole interconnectivity thing. You know, we know those people. Well, it's like the days of there's no longer any long distance per se. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, number portability ca- caused us to have no borders. Right. People are able to take their phone numbers anywhere, take their landlines or their, you know, VoIP has done the same thing. I have a Michigan phone number for my company, but my mm-hmm. uh, my, my uh, house, my residence is in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So um, people have recognized that that, that portability, that um, not having any borders or any kind of uh, parameters, it's it's really opened us up and made us more connect, um, mm-hmm. connected. And it does the same thing on the Internet. And so if people are, and you see this, we see this, if you're in the trade groups of uh, the 911 industry where you're sharing and, and facilitating all kinds of information, whether it's about training or it's about um, speeches or speakers or deaths of dispatchers or, you know, hard times for police officers or officer down situations and the whole deal with Aurora when those uh, dispatchers had to handle it that mm-hmm. gruesome shooting in the theater you know that's everybody that, that has a email or internet connection was on there telling them we love you we care for you mm-hmm. we're, we're hurting for you because they know they know the voices they heard right and you always you always know you remember those voices of those kinds of calls and so you relate to them Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the same thing happens with, you know, just our real life people. You know, we connect with people online and then when they are hurting, it's okay to reach out to them. You know, don't mm-hmm. ignore it. You know, I've, I, and, and I've fallen into that trap too where I'm thinking, oh, so and so is having a pity party for themselves today. I'm going to skip to the next message. You know, it really wouldn't take me all that long just to say I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had that situation with one of my uh, my friends who's a, a sergeant, and he uh, he'll he'll do that. He'll tell me how bad it is um, and how bad he's he's working and how hard it is to lose weight. And he'll put a picture on of this incredibly fat laden meal, high caloric mm-hmm. intake. And I go, Are you serious? <laughs> really? So I send a, and I and I send a private message going, Okay, here's your kick in the butt you just asked for because I'm I'm sure that you just asked me for that <laughs> by posting right, this right. out there. <laughs> so you know it is something to. Keep in mind that you can motivate people and help them, and it doesn't have to be public. You can send that message or email or text them and go, mm-hmm. really, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Stop. Don't eat right. <laughs> you know, and, and you just brought up something very important is it doesn't have to be public. You know, maybe you mm-hmm. saw that somebody was doing something, you know, that, that they shouldn't, posting it online. It, it's not necessarily appropriate to point it out publicly. You know, contact them with, you know, oh, pick up the phone. Hello, there is a phone. <laughs> or, you know, maybe it's not a connection where you have, you know, you don't have their phone number. You can email them. You can direct message them. You know, don't embarrass them further. You know, I've seen people who have done right. that online. I'm like, really? Did you have to point yeah. that out to their 10, to their their 50, whoever friends? Um, it was funny. I, I spoke last week to a group of Lockheed Martin retirees. And I was, uh, you know, going from what not to wear, you know, that TV show. And so we were doing what not to post. 
And I said, you know, you all have the cute stories, the cute pictures of your children, your grandchildren, all those various things. But if you post those on their Facebook page, remember, they might be connected with people they work with or potential clients. And so did you really need to post the picture about when little or, you know, the, the story about when little Timmy was being potty trained? You know, and, and, you know, they all went and I said, OK, I know you're going to post it anyway. But just remember that there can be consequences from posting things like that. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. And you know, one night I was having such a hard time in my, in my during my coursework of my degree, and I had I had taken a hit from one of our clients who um, an attendee from a class who really just raked me over the coals. And I thought, wow, all you had to do was tell me you didn't want to, you know, grow or change or, or do anything that I suggested. So yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for that. Um, so I posted, man, this was kind of, I didn't see that, I just, I was very vague in my, my mm-hmm. posting. I said, man, I didn't see that coming. That sure hurt like crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm, kind of cuts to the quick, you know. I got a phone call from a, one of my retired fire chiefs from Alaska who said, are you okay? I was in my office at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I just posted that out there, and all of a sudden, ring, ring the phone, and oh. I, uh, I answered, and he goes, are you okay? I went, mm-hmm. yeah, but I just started crying. It was like, thank uh-huh. you so Somebody much. Somebody cared. <laughs> It was just so, you know, out of the blue, but he follows and he, he carries and, and it's just a, you know, we've made connections by being speakers at conferences and yet, you know, we're still just there together connected now on the, uh, on the Facebook page and mm-hmm. whatnot. Right. So that's cool. And and it really does sometimes just take that little touch. Um, when my father was very ill and and um, eventually passed away, you know, I would post right. things sometimes at two o'clock in the morning. You know, sitting here in the hospital because mm-hmm. the hospital had really good Wi-Fi. So I would say, you know, just sitting here in the hospital next to my father's bed. And the people who responded immediately, it was like, what the heck are you guys doing up? But it really did mean a lot to me when somebody would take just a couple minutes to say, just wanted you to know I'm thinking about you. Or, you know, do you need to, at two in the morning, do you need to have a, a do you want to chat online or all those various things? You know, these are people who I only knew online. You know, never met mm. them out in the real world. Or for some of them, I had met them out in the real world, but they weren't my best friends. My best friends right. didn't respond. It was those kind of peripheral people who responded. And I tell you what, I will always remember who those people were. Wow. So you have your virtual surfers who want yes. to make things right and be there for you. That is so cool. I mean, that is like the, the core of how 911 started is to give people that, that clearinghouse, that one place where you can call and get help. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, like you said earlier, people call it for all kinds of things. But I used to love those calls. And like I tell people in the beginning dispatch class, you know, the, all the little calls are practice for the big calls. Mm-hmm. It's like life, you know. All the little stuff is practice for the big events right. and helping yeah. you cope and develop, maintain coping mechanisms that, that really get you through the stressful times. Mm-hmm. So I think that we have become a, a nation of helpers of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and- I think that is probably one of the most important things to take away from what you're doing on social media is, you know, are there times when you need to just, you know, send the the little happy face emoticon to somebody or the little heart or, you know, you might think it's trivial and and in some ways it is, but sometimes it really does just help to know that somebody out there is thinking about you. Yeah, and I think that, you know, for me, there are, uh, there's a realization that some people out there like you and I, the shiny object people who are creative and things pop in our head and we post it out there and we're like, oh, that's cute. You know, I did it this morning with a, you know, picture of just coming to my house. There's a road mm-hmm. sign that says you go right or left. It's at the base of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And so I used that as a directional for life and said, you know, just choose a direction. It doesn't matter. Just choose. Go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but 
you know, my partner Michelle doesn't have that creativity or those spontaneity type thoughts, mm-hmm. um, spontaneous thoughts. So she says, you know, she'll share my stuff. She'll share everybody else's stuff. But she doesn't mm-hmm. think that way. She's very linear thinking. So people who are, are of that nature, that mindset, who are linear, it's okay mm-hmm. to share the things that you're thinking too. Because us uh, shiny object people, we need to have understanding. Mm-hmm. And we need to know how order and, uh, and, and things work. So please, um, the Internet doesn't have to be a shiny thing for everybody. It can also be very intuitive and very thoughtful and very intelligent. And mm-hmm. I think that um, it's one of the things that we know makes up people on a team, any team, anywhere, and especially in a, in a comm center where you're dealing with critical issues. You have the people who are spontaneous and think of getting, you know, poor potties to a scene where it's going to be long-lasting and, and time-intensive. You mm-hmm. have people that are um, logistical thinkers, methodologists. They, they think of what what's next, what are our resources, and they line them up. So it takes all kinds. And whether mm-hmm. you're on the Internet, you're in person, you're in a relationship, it does take all kinds. And so it's okay if you're not one or the other. You We need everybody. And I always emphasize that because I, I'm not that read to the bottom line of the paragraph. I skim it or hit the high points or maybe won't even read it all the way through. Mm-hmm. There are people that do that. And so we need all posts. We need all types of information shared. Well, and, you know, I, it it makes us better people, I think, to see these things. You know, maybe it's that you mm-hmm. think, oh, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, oh, look at this great recipe. Or, you know, whatever it is. It's social media to me is a great way to just be connecting with so many people and expanding our horizons. You know, it, it is something where you can learn something every single day. You know, it, 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 now granted, yes, as we've said, you can get lost on it. You can spend way too much time on it. But you know, there's, there's such cool information out there. And sometimes it is the emergency information and then the follow up. Um, one of the things that, that I was very interested in a couple years ago, I have a lot of family who lives in the very southeast corner of Kansas. So very, very close to where that tornado hit in Joplin, Missouri. Oof. And, you know, so I immediately was connecting with the, um, the Joplin set up a Facebook page. Unfortunately, they were posting, you know, a lot of, you know, where are people type of things because when the hospital was hit with the tornado, they just put out a mass call and said, please, anybody come take patients and take them to the nearest hospitals. So patients just went, you know, every which way. So they were using it to say, you know, if you drove somebody, please tell us where they went, you know, all these various things. And, you know, unfortunately, there were people who lost their lives, um, you know, but they were able to get the information out to people. But it was also a way for the people who had gone through the, the situations to communicate, you know, because they mm-hmm. ran out of their homes or they ran into their basement or whatever. And the only thing they had was their phone. So they were able to send out a tweet. They were able to send out, you know, a Facebook post. It's okay. I'm okay. And yeah. that was just so cool to see all of those things. And then when they started posting and saying, here is what we need, you know, we were all able to start putting our connections together and say, you know, hey, I have a friend who works at the corporate headquarters of Walmart, and I just saw that, you know, they need a whole bunch of bleach. You know, can we put a connection together there? You know, all these various things. And so then we, we all use those as, as follow-ups. Right. That is awesome. You know, and, and really who we've become because, like right. I said, we've become a nature, a culture of, you know, helpers of each other. And, and, and we choose how much to help and how much to reel back and, and to hold back. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's okay for the people who don't want to get involved. I mean, you know, they, that's probably like they are out in the real world too. And, mm-hmm. and you don't want to make anybody do something that's out of their comfort zone. But some days it is really easy just to, as we said, do the little happy face, the smiley face, the say, hey, I'm thinking about you type of thing online where maybe you might not say that to them in person because you might think, gee, I don't know them well enough or, you know, whatever. So it's it, it does kind of break down those barriers. You know, and for me, it, what you're talking about is um, the stuff that I do, just, you know, the happenstance, the, the, the spontaneity, the, you know, hey, here's something to kind of pick you up. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said about that whole posting about the tornado, we need the people who are also very literal and organizationally minded who can say, okay, what about this category? What about this right. category? And they put things in order. I look for those people, no matter mm-hmm. where I am, online or in the real world, because they help me make sense of things. And I do believe that that is what we need to understand as individuals is that, yes, we're one person, but, boy, put it together with the right team and the right configuration of a team, and mm-hmm. we can achieve incredible things, incredible things together. Right. And that's, you know, and it has done it for us. It has. You know, it's, it's made it a very, you know, it's it's all one world. You know, when we need to mm-hmm. reach people, they are there, which is one of the main reasons I really started using social media. I home office and was feeling mm-hmm. isolated. And for me, getting online initially was simply a way to know that there were other people out there in the world. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I cannot. And this is my, my double-edged sword, if you will, because... I love to be social, and yet I have to be behind my computer creating curriculum, preparing for speeches, et cetera, doing my, my homework and so forth. I cannot. My research is, is so time-consuming on, on either end of that spectrum, and I cannot sit here hour after hour after hour. I will I'll drive myself batty. So I go out and play with the dog or go for a walk or um, call somebody up or, you know, just I have to get away from the actual computer screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find myself, you know, going outside and playing with the dog and then checking my Facebook on my phone. Mm-hmm. But, I, right. <laughs> but I do think that us, us social people, we do love our social media and our outlets, and yet there, there becomes a necessary time where you have to say no, whether it's mm-hmm. at dinner or with your family or your loved ones, and, and you have to stop and say, and you have to look them in the eye and say, mm-hmm. how was your day? Right. I love you. I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's probably one of the most important things is sometimes we do get caught up in it, we're only going to, to do business or we're only going to talk to people or have her online. You know, that's great if they're thousands of miles away. But if they are in the same location, go online, set up the meeting with them, and then go meet them at Starbucks or for lunch or for a walk or whatever, and, and get back to meeting with people face-to-face or, again, pick up the phone (laughs) or, you know, Skype with them, things like that. Don't just rely on typing a little bit of communication with somebody. You still have to have that face-to-face to to really get to know somebody and and to work with Mm -hmm. them. Yep, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I remember meeting you face-to-face. It was such a, a high note because when you came, you were so bubbly, so excited. You're like, I have to meet you. I have to do it. Here's my car. Let's connect. Let's connect. And I thought, wow, that was really cool. And, and it, it just made such an impression because you had to hurry and go do something else. And I thought, wow, that woman took that time to actually just, just say it. And it was so intense. It was so excited that I wanted to know you. I wanted to follow you. I wanted to be... Um, part of what you were doing because it's been um, it's always been a joy to watch you and follow you and, and what you're doing and what you're creating and crafting to connect people and I well, like and, that. I, I really, you know, 
The same thing. I've loved, you know, and and we're just going to do the Mutual Admiration Society here. I really have enjoyed seeing how your business has grown and how you personally have been expanding what you're doing. And, you know, we couldn't have done that. We could have to some degree if there wasn't social media because then we'd have to, like, actually email and do things like that. But this way I can just go online. I can look at what you're doing today, and I've caught up, and then I go on to the next thing. And, you know, to Mm -hmm. me that is probably the most important thing about social media is it allows us to stay in touch with people and see these little things. You know, I saw a, a post yesterday from a person I went from kindergarten through high school with, and she had posted about a new hairdo, and she and I were connect, you know, connecting back online, and we really haven't talked to each other much in mm, thirty mm-hmm, years, <laughs> but it was it was a fun way to be able to see what she was up to. Oh, absolutely, and and it's it's true. We've you know we've made those connections, like I said, with people I've dealt with in the in the nine one one field and law enforcement, public safety, all across uh, the U.S., and I'm mm-hmm. still connected with them thanks to social media. And I still help them. I'm able to help them and invite them to our conferences and our, our courses that we have throughout the United States and Canada. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have people follow me and say, Kelly, I've watched you online and I've followed you and I, I just wanted to come and meet you in person and say thank you. And it's, it's a joy. It really cool. is to be able to give cool. back in so many ways. Well, amazingly, we are at the top of the hour. And so one last time, tell everybody how they find you online. I'm at success, Kelly at successcommunicationsinc.com. And my other website, krrproductions.com, where you'll find the leadership series and the leadership reality adventure. And uh, at 911coach for my Twitter handle. And pretty much just Google Kelly R. Rasmussen and you will find me. Cool. Love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for uh, being my guest today. It has been a little bit different from what I normally talk about, but it's been so informative. And, you know, it really did show how we use social media to connect with people. So I love that. Love this program today. And have a great day for the the rest of the day. Have a great week. And I look forward to following up more with what you're going and what you're doing online. Thank you. I will be following you as well. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, and we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say it always will stay this way my hat is off won't you stand up and take a bow and if you threw a party invited everyone you knew well you would see the biggest gift would be for me and the card attached would say the day.
listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.